Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation. So sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. Hey, friends. Hey, it is Lisa from the Black Women Stitch Organization and the Stitch Please podcast. And like I say every week, this is a very special episode because this episode is with Aronica B. Cole. And Aronica was on the podcast about three years ago. And we talked about building an online sewing community. She, at the time, was doing a lot of work in various groups, including her own. She came to my attention for all of the sew-alongs and things that she was doing with different companies like Patterns for Pirates. She has always been her, but to see her flourishing in the way that she has has been an absolute joy. And so our conversation today is going to cover a few of Veronica's awesomeness. Honestly, it would take an entire like three hour conversation to talk about the scrape along top surface of Veronica's general badassery. And we don't have three hours. And so instead, I am going to concentrate on just a few things. But Veronica, welcome to the Stitch Please podcast or welcome back, I should say, to the Stitch Please podcast. It is always so good to be in wherever you are, Lisa. So thank you so much for having me back. I'm like giddy being back. <laughs> I am giddy to have you because you have a lot to celebrate. And as we move through today's conversation, I'm trying to keep it to three areas. One, your designing, especially your Aurafil thread collection, as well as the Know Me pattern collection. I'm thinking also about your family sewing and you have been working on a fall collection for your kids and letting them be the drivers of that. And then finally, I wanted to talk a bit about your podcast, you and Julian Audacity. Yes. <laughs> and so like, I am so happy. I am so happy that there is another Black-led sewing themed or sewing related podcast. I was really happy when the Asian Sewers Collective, they started a podcast. Someone might say, well, wow, Lisa, you have a podcast and now they have a podcast and ain't you feeling some kind of way? And I'm like, yes, the some kind of way I'm feeling is proud and delighted. Yeah. I'm really happy. I am so glad that someone could look at my show and the Asian Sewers Collective could say, you know what? It's time for us to get our stuff together. Let's do us. Or for you and Julian to say, hey, you all have such great camaraderie already and great chemistry. I know you all share the brand ambassadorships through Bernina and all of that so that you've worked together before. So I am excited. But welcome, welcome, Veronica. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited. I've been listening to all of the guests and I'm like, oh, count me in. It was like double Dutch. I'm like, oh, this is going good. This is going good. Let me see if I can get back in. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So listen, if you all are not Patreon subscribers, why are you not? Because the Patreon gets the added benefit of images. So you get to see Veronica looking absolutely fantastic in this gorgeous red lip and lovely glasses and great hair and wonderful lighting. And you get to see me also looking great and fabulous. Lighting is still a challenge because lighting is hard. I don't care what anyone says. And also looking great. And you get to see her new thread collection with 
Aurafil. Now, I know you might know Aronica from her Nomi patterns and from Mermaid's patterns, but this thread collection is something different. Can you talk about your thread collection, the rustic Absolutely. collection? Let us know about why you chose it, why you chose the colors, why you named it this way, what you like about the Aurafil thread company enough to design with them. Absolutely. So I have actually been using Orphil threads since I got my Bernina. One of my favorite things about threads is just their ability to add a little extra to a project, right? Whether that is in choosing a contrasting top stitch like flavor, whether it's in embroidery, I just love the way that you can use thread. My favorite kinds of threads of all time are variegated thread. So I actually stocked up on some Orifil variegated threads because one, your girl does not like to make a hardcore decision and variegated threads allows me to make a decision, but also kind of like be a little in the gray area, right? Like it highlights, yes. it might map some places, it might contrast with other places. And I like to think that I have the element of surprise with who I am as a person. So variegated threads has a special place in my heart. But I had the really great opportunity to meet Aurafil threads at QuiltCon. And they were actually stationed right next to, of course, my beloved Bernina dealer, who I love with all my heart, Atlanta Sewing Center. And so I had the opportunity to meet them. Actually, Porfiria Gomez, who actually also has a line with them, made an introduction between us. Yes. And if you don't know who she is, she is a black quilt designer. She's been on the show. I'll put a link to Porfiria's episode yes. in the show notes because she was on the podcast a few months ago. Uh, I love her so much. She's such an inspiration. But I had the opportunity to speak with them. And from there, you know, we both fell in love with each other, dare I say. So they invited me to do a collection with them. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Fall would be perfect. Fall is one of my favorite seasons. Why? Because it is not extreme, right? It's such a cozy, comfortable season. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. You can walk outside with a jacket in the middle of the day. You need one in the morning. So when I think of fall, I just have so many just nostalgic feelings. I'm from New York where we do have all four seasons, unlike Atlanta, where we're in like our false fall, where it's fall, but it's like not also at the same time. But one of my favorite things growing up was seeing the colors change in the leaves. I used to love the depths of the color that it offered, right? You had the rust, you had the goldenrod, you had the mustard, and it was just all changing so beautifully. So when I chose some of these colors, it was reminiscent of that. But then I loved the boldness that this orchid offers. It's like this orchid magenta feel, and it's actually matching with the color of the dress that I'm wearing on there, which is also from my fall pattern release with Nomi. But I love the way that that complements these colors. And then, of course, looking to have some of the softer colors like this soft teal that comes in along with this like chartreuse. Chartreuse is one of my favorite colors. I'm wearing chartreuse right now. I've got my cup that is of this chartreuse nature. Okay, go ahead, girl. Let's go ahead and tell the people who are not on Patreon as a courtesy, what is the color of chartreuse? It's like a yellow green. It's giving us like an earthy yellow green, not too bright. I really feel like it complements just everything. Like I feel like chartreuse goes with everything. The other thing that I really wanted to be reminiscent in this collection is the notion that you don't have to be within one quote unquote color scheme. Like you don't only have to be earthy 
to have a coordinated wardrobe. You can mix and match these contrasting colors to create something that is so beautiful and uniquely you. And when I thought about these colors that I saw, they were rustic, but they also had this really chic element to them that had the ability to elevate your normal, warm, cozy wardrobe, but also give it a little bit of cutting edge to it as well with these berries and with the soft teal. So as I was picking them out, of course, I had to have variegated because I love a variegated thread and also to match perfectly with these solids. So you could use the and it's a 50 weight thread, which is really versatile. When people think about Aurifil, they rarely think about sewing apparel with it. They typically Mm -hmm. are only thinking about quilting. But I've been using Aurifil thread literally for years for my actual apparel pieces. And so I wanted to show the versatility of it. Hello, this is Carmen Green, founder and curator of the Black Sewing Network Experience. Black Sewing Network, also known as BSN, is a network that amplifies and celebrates Black voices in the sewing community 365 days a year. We host daily live sew-alongs, sometimes multiple times a day, primarily in the TikTok space, but also across all social media platforms. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to tune into the Ladies of BSN series on the Stitch Please podcast. Podcast. Special thanks to Lisa of Black Women Stitch for always being so supportive of BSN and for sharing this amazing platform with our incredible host. You can find our up-to-date sew-along schedule at www.blacksewingnetwork.com and we would love to see you join us at our next sew-along. Thank you again for all your support and enjoy the rest of this episode. I think it's so, so clever. I like variegated thread for a very similar reason. I have been known to, if I made a black and white outfit, for example, and I'm doing the hem on the sewing machine, I have been known to put white in the bobbin and black in the needle thread so that I can flip over. It's like, oh, well, I'm in a part where it is black now. I will make sure that the needle is black. Oh, I'm in the part where it's white now. I'll flip it over and make sure that the bobbin is going to be the first thing that hits the, because I want it to be that seamless. And variegated thread gives the opportunity to do that more easily. Also, doing satin stitch stuff with it is so stinking fun that, you know, you can see that show up in like a satin stitch or like a really fun decorative top stitch. So I think that's amazing. And I'm really glad that you blended variegated and solids, especially that bright, warm kind of purple magenta kind of color. I think that is just so really great. And I love how it matches your dress, the one that you have from the Nomi pattern. I was really excited about that, too. (laughs) I really am, too. You know what? Let's look at your Nomi patterns, because I really want to hear from you about this. I've talked to a few Nomi pattern designers, quite a few, actually. I'm thinking, goodness, I'm trying to think who I talked to. Julian, I've talked to Ella. I've talked to Nefertiti. I've talked to Marcia. I've talked to Brittany. Did I talk to Duana? Yeah, I think I have talked to Duana or Duana. I feel like when I see y'all on these pads, I'm like, oh, I know them. I know them. Dare we say that you actually may or may not have predicted us becoming Nomi Patterns because most of your interviews with us were before we even got chosen. I don't know, Lisa, you might be an oracle. I'm just saying my finger's on the pulse. My finger's on the pulse. I like to stay connected. My finger's on the pulse. Which means that now that I'm on here again, I'm like, oh, snap, something big is about to happen for real. Exactly. (laughs) I cannot wait for your next big thing. I cannot wait for your next big thing because you got big things always coming up, girl. 
But look at this. This is so beautiful. I believe this is a post that you might have taken in your own studio, but there's two of your Nomi patterns. I think these might have been the summer patterns because it's the swimsuit and the cover up and then the shorts and the bustier. And I remember this one because I think you made this for QuiltCon. I think you used Rashida Coleman Hale's linear collection and you did the top from that. And I think the bottoms were either a contrast or a similar. Just gorgeous. Just, just gorgeous. And then looking forward, again, I love this. I love this with the sheer. I love the way that the leg of the pant is tapered. I love the kind of the petal type skirt opening here. Give me a little thigh. A little bit. Yeah, put a little bit of leg action in there. A little eye action, yes. All of this, the photography, and I know that Nomi pattern designers, they don't rely on the company, McCall Company or whatever the name. I know all the patterns are owned by like one company now. Design Group. Okay, so I know Design Group is not photographing the Nomi pattern folks like they do for some of their other patterns. You all style yourselves. You also photograph yourselves. And I can just say that's why they look so good. Well, thank you. (laughs) Because there are sometimes, I think many of us have made this kind of observation that you look at some of the patterns and you're like, I don't think I like that. You look at the line drawing and you're like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Why does it look like that cover though? You know? Yes. There have been many a pattern where someone has made and I've been like, I would never make that. And then they make it like Mimi has done this many times where she's made something. I've been like, huh, I do need this pattern after all. And it is in my size and I should make it. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that you are now being that for other people. I'm always talking about possibility models. It is hard for you to become that which you have never seen. Very, very true. And you are visible out in the world doing amazing things. And the victory is in the visibility. It is. The amount of people that have slid into my DMs and been like, thank you so much. I've never seen someone who looks like me on patterns. I've never seen someone who looks like me wearing something like this. Now I feel like I can has truly been mind blowing for me in a way where the weight of it is not lost on me at all. Right. Because sometimes I have this conversation often with my husband where I'm like, People think of clothing as something superficial and they don't dig deeper and understand the psychology behind fashion and behind the clothing choices that we make. And I remember I was choosing to go into style or fashion or sewing and things like this. Right. For me, I love it so much that in my downtime, even my reading is about fashion. I was reading one of Tim Gunn's style books and I remember reading the intro and he was talking about plus size bodies and how plus size women need to just wear dark colors, loose fitting clothing to hide our bodies. And I remember reading that and being like, oh, I don't need to read any more of this book. I've seen what I need to see. I read what I need to read. Because imagine walking around and only feeling good enough to wear a sack or to look like you're a sack that holds potatoes as opposed to being able to see your body as being beautiful enough to actually adorn it, to actually pick and choose 
the clothes, the colors, the style that makes you feel beautiful and highlight the things that you love about your body, but more importantly, the things that you love, not necessarily the things that make society feel safe or like you're good enough. And so I don't sleep on or even want to downplay the level of importance that seeing someone who is fat, and yes, I do say that I'm fat because I am, it's not something that I'm ashamed of, it's not something that I feel like is an insult, right? But seeing someone who is fat and who has a fupa and who doesn't have the perfect proportions out there and still wearing the crop tops, the bustiers, showing the thigh, showing off the little bit of a waistline that I do have, right? And doing so with pride, not simply stuffing myself into shapewear so that I can now be appetizing for others. I do think it's big and that's something that I am really proud of. And you have absolutely every right to be. I agree with you on all the points that you've described. And I think what I've been thinking a lot about is a lot of the knowledge systems that have been developed for sewing in particular and for fashion by extension were never made with black bodies in mind. Period. Done. It is, I think, a flaw, a type of little flaw in the industry that started as something small in the 1940s, but has never changed. Right. And so it's become, in my mind, malignant. I find it malignant and I find it very negative. It is. Right. When we look at size charts, when we look at what proportions are supposed to be, but those were designed by they looked only at the bodies of white women. There is a study, a 1941 study. They measured 14,000 women and all of them were white. And we know at that point in time, they didn't have like some of the white girls today are having hips, booty, thighs, etc. No, no. The 1940s, that's not what they not had. Not at all. It was not that way at right. all. And so there was a kind of regularity mm-hmm. to the bodies that were not covered. And even if you look at their own records, I've read the study, they even say our goal is to meet the needs of America's 40 million white women. So they're not even checking for us. And so why then would I want to use what you have made for me? I think that Tim Gunn is a style icon and has been known that way, but he is not someone who is thinking about or checking for fat folks. Nope. In general, I think that his vision of fashion is as narrow as the mainstream, right? And there is absolutely no benefit, I think, to dunking ourselves. We have to remember, as Toni Morrison said, the mainstream is the one I'm standing in. Come on, Tony. The mainstream is the one I'm standing on. I love that. You know, it reminds me of something that Julian just said. He said it in our first podcast, but he said, I am the trendsetter. Like it's me. When I make the garment, when I post the picture, I am the trendsetter because I'm the inventor of this style right now because it's been made for me. And that is so in line with even what Tony Morrison has said, because honestly, some of the things that you just said to me, why would we look outside when we're focusing on what's good for us? Uh-huh. Why should I look at this quote unquote mainstream over here? No. When in fact, I am the mainstream. Exactly. I am the trendsetter. I am the one who is out here doing big things. Exactly. Black Women's Stitch is happy to celebrate the 200th episode of the Stitch Please podcast with AccuQuilt. It's our birthday, but thanks to AccuQuilt, we're giving gifts. All September, we counted down to 200 episodes in October. Every week, we gave away one AccuQuilt Go Me fabric starter set 
and culminated with the grand prize giveaway of the Go Big Electric Fabric Cutter Starter Set. If you are new to AccuQuilt and are thinking about investing in their system, the Ready, Set, Go bundle is your best value. Ready, Set, Go provides everything you needed to get started. An AccuQuilt Go cutter, the 8-inch cube with 8 essential dies to create 72 blocks, a die to easily cut multiple strips, squares, and diamonds. You also get a pattern book. And the best part is, at any time, you can upgrade your Go cutter to the fantastic Go Big, which is what I have where the AccuClub magic can happen at the touch of a button. June Taylor, a well-known name in the Notions game, is now part of AccuQuilt. Links to AccuQuilt's wonderful products can be found in the show notes. I think that we have to remember that we can be our own compass. Yes. We can be our own compass. And I think that for too long, the process of marginalization requires that we set aside what feels good and right to us because it's not what the majority does. But it's ridiculous. It's kind of like trying to make sure that you can fit in somebody else's clothes, right? Right. We make our own clothes because we want things to fit us. Exactly. And Julian's comment is actually nicely turning me to talk about your podcast, the Audasso T podcast. And you've had your first episode is out. Yes, it is out. We have the trailer out, the first episode out. Well, we'll be doing our podcast drops on Friday mornings. That's when they'll be going live. They're a weekly. And where can we find you? Are you on YouTube? So we are not on YouTube just yet. (laughs) We are on Spotify. We're on Apple and we're on Libsyn. Okay. Okay. Great. We are working on getting on. On Apple as well as Google. Yes. In addition. To- yes, 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 yes. Just trying to be like Big Sister Lisa. Listen, you know, I'm happy to tell you all about it. I'm happy to tell you all about it. And I'm going to recommend to just a shout out to some groups that have helped me. Afros and Audios is a great organization. Similarly, the Black Podcasting Association, Black Podcast Awards and Women of Color Podcasting. These are all places I'll tell y'all more about if I haven't mentioned them already. But tell me about what made you decide for you and Julian to get together for Audacity. I know you all have other connections through Bernina and you're both know me pattern designers. And now you are co-hosts for this fantastic new podcast. Please tell us about the show. I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while. Initially, I was like, oh, no one wants to see me hear me like talk for like 30 minutes to an hour or whatever. And then I was like, oh, always have to have guests on. But either way, I got into my head and I was like, I'm not going to do it. But then I was like, I am going to do it. And initially I was going to start a podcast. And I feel like we talked about this before called The Bespoke Business, where I was going to only be talking about business, but more importantly, the creative aspect of business. But then I really started to think to myself, I was like, what is the one topic that I will literally talk forever about? And of course, it's sewing. In addition to sewing, it's also like inspiring others. So when I remember... I remember I was talking to someone and someone was like, oh, she has some audacity. And I was like, I'm here for the audacity. I love it. And then I was like, you know what? I feel like I can do a word play with this. So it's the audacity. It initially was going to be audacity. And then my dad was sitting next to me and he was like, T-Y, that kind of sounds a little weird. It looks a little off balance. And I was like, well, what about T-E-A? And, you know, because we're spilling some tea. And he was like, yeah, that looks good. So I'd started recording the audacity. And of course, initially, the first guest that came to my mind, of course, was you, Lisa. And I was like, oh, 
mm, she's going to love this because Lisa literally walks with audacity, right? Like literally <laughs> everything that she does, it's like, dang, Lisa got some audacity. And in my head, I was like, Lisa will be the first guest. I'm just going to do an intro to myself and I'm going to move forward. And then as I was editing one day, and of course, Julian had already known about this because Julian and I talk every day, if not every other day. And he's like, yeah, this is great. I love this idea. I was like, will you be a guest? He was like, of course. And then I was like, Julian should be my host. Julian should host this with me because we talk every day. Our conversations are hilarious. I'm like, this is fantastic. I really think that this would be great. So one day I was talking to him and I was like, Julian, I feel like you should just host the audacity with me. And he was like, okay. And I was like, excellent, marvelous. But also I want to launch this podcast next week. And he was like, okay, great. I was like, okay, awesome. So when can we record? He was like, evenings work best for me. I was like, excellent. Same because of course the minions. And that was all it took. Honestly, I was like, I'm going to one, do this scared, right? Yes. And I'm going to have the audacity to just release it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be pristine. It just simply has to be good enough and we will release it. I don't even think I told Julian that I was going to release the podcast when I did because we had had this recorded and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and figure this out because I had no idea how to get things up on Apple Podcasts and it was late. I had no idea how to get up on Spotify, but Libsyn, who we host it with, has really great tutorials. And I was like, okay, great. I'm going to go ahead and get this set up and then I'm just going to schedule to go live tomorrow. It'll be excellent. It's fine. And I was like, you know what? TGIF for a reason. Now we're going to give people something to look forward to on Fridays. That was it. And the whole purpose behind the Audacity podcast, of course, is to talk sewing, but not necessarily in the now I'm teaching you or talking specifically through a specific concept, right? This is more or less we're talking about what's going on in the sewing world. What are we actually sewing? What are some of our inspiration? But also we want to interview people who are doing and living with audacity, like i.e. Lisa. I'm inviting myself. Right. And she's there. She already said you want to be the first guest that I totally want to be on. I don't know if I can be first, but I absolutely want to be on. But also you are first because we're Apple people. So I have an Apple note where we're just brainstorming things and I put interview guests for the podcast and I shared it with him at that point in time. Literally, we're both writing out at the same time, Lisa. So obviously he and I are on one accord that you are our first guest. I love it. So I love it. I'm honored. I cannot wait. And send me your trailer so I can include it in this show. Yes, ma'am. Say less. Yes. So that we can let people know. I'm so, so happy about this. I'm so glad it's happening. I'm so proud of you. And because you have so much to say and because you are so amazing, we have, believe it or not, come to our end of our time. It's a short interview for today. But you know what? This just means I would like to have you and Julian on again. Yes. I would like you both to come on so I could interview you about your show. I'm saying yes for the both of us. I'm happy to come. And this is how people get things shared. Like, you know, we pod swap. I'll send you a thing about my show. You send me a thing about your show. And then we have more to show for it for everybody. I am so proud of y'all. I just am. And I'm so grateful to be in community with you. It has been such a delight to see your flourishing. I mean, really, look at this. What's not to love? What is not to love? So let me ask you the question I ask everybody, all the guests on the podcast. Y'all might want to think of one of these if you don't have it set up already. The slogan of the Stitch Please podcast is that we will help you get your stitch together. Aronica B. Cole, Needle in the Bell, the Audasso T, Know Me Pattern Designer, Aura Phil Thread Designer, and more that I didn't even get to mention here. 
How would you advise us to get our stitch together? Start small. So often we think big. We think what can make the biggest impact. But I think that starting small and just doing small things consistently, that makes such a huge impact for so many, whether it's in your projects, whether it's in your skill set, whether it's in how you show up, the practice of showing up and doing small things. Ah, so impactful. I love it. And on that note, Aronica, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so grateful. We will put all the links to all your awesomeness as much as we can fit on an internet page (laughs) on the show notes for this episode. And I'm sending you so much love, hugs, lights, blessing, all of the great things because I'm so excited for all this and all you have going on. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. You have no idea how much it means to me to have someone who I admire this much share this with me. So thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Stitch, Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week for stories that center Black women, girls, and femmes in sewing. We invite you to join the Black Women Stitch Patreon community with giving levels beginning at $5 a month. Your contributions help us bring the Stitch Please podcast to you every week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together. 